Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Dr. Alison Grimstone, best known as Dr. Ali. With 20 years of experience in functional medicine and helping women to create hormone balance, Dr. Ali is driven by her commitment to help women to take ownership of their health, hormones, and happiness through a more profound understanding of their health and a deeper connection with their soul. She is skilled in helping women to balance symptoms of menopause, PMS, thyroid issues, and adrenaline fatigue. So I am super excited to welcome Dr. Ali to the show. Welcome, Dr. Ali. Thank you for inviting me, Sarah. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Now, I know that a lot of my listeners right now going through separation, divorce, are also managing lots of health issues as well, which is why I'm excited to have you on to give us a bit of an idea of how we can cope better with that. So first of all, tell us a little bit about what you do now and then maybe tell us how you got into it. Okay. I'm a functional medicine doctor. I'm also a GP. So for those of you in the UK, I'm a a GP, jobbing GP. I was a GP in my own practice for 17 years, but uh, the allopathic medicine isn't really open to the more holistic approach that I take. And once they disciplined me for recommending probiotics to patients, I thought, right, I've got to do something different. So um, I'm now a salaried doctor in a practice two days a week, and it's a fantastic practice. It's my favorite place from doing locums at. And I've got a functional medicine practice half a day a week, and I specialize in women in their 40s and 50s and hormonal imbalances. So I help ambitious women in their 40s and 50s who are struggling with menopause and other hormonal symptoms, including thyroid and weight gain and adrenal fatigue, which we'll come to later, to get their mojo back and get things, get their lives back on track. And this is super important for your group Sarah because people are going through relationship breakup very often are in their 40s and 50s and we know that the impact of those hormone imbalances are profound um, as well as this being a period of time where we're beginning to want to step forward into a new phase of our lives anyway so there's many reasons why this is relevant I also Absolutely. have online programs, um, and so that's why. So most of the time, is I help people globally with their health. So, could you just explain what functional medicine means, so that all my listeners can really understand that term? Yeah, certainly. So, functional medicine is very similar to integrative medicine. It's looking at the grassroots of a problem. So. As an example, in general practice, I've only got 10 minutes a patient. If somebody comes in with heartburn, I'll prescribe omeprazole and they'll go away happy. They'll be made better. And we're sort of not looking at the consequences of that. We're just sticking a plaster on the symptom. In functional medicine, we'd start 
it takes a lot more time. Don't get me wrong. It's not something that's affordable in the NHS, but it is something that you can take control of yourself as an individual. With the modern internet and the availability of information, you can take control of your health and start delving in like this. But it starts with gut health. It starts with stress management. It starts with um, having a vision for your future. It starts with what you're eating. And these will all impact your health. It will. These will all contribute to that heartburn that you're getting. And if we just stick the sticking plaster of the omeprazole on, that's going to upset your nutrient balance because if we suppress your acid secretion in the stomach that much, we're going to stop you absorbing your calcium and magnesium. That will give you migraines and leg cramps and it will affect your osteoporosis rate in the future. But our culture has so grown up that I want a medicine for this, a pill for every ill is the phrase. We've stopped actually looking at why I'm getting these symptoms and should I change my life? We're wanting quick fixes while we carry on in that rushing life that we have that's stressful and we've sort of got our careers and our families and everything else going on for us. I'm a big fan of functional medicine myself. I'm not one for taking pills and a quick fix. So this is fascinating for me. I'm really excited to find out more. So how did you get into this? Because it is quite different and, you know, it's relatively new, I guess. Yes, uh, and it's interesting, my journey, because uh, when I was 17 years old, I was in a car with my ex-boyfriend. He was already my ex-boyfriend. And we were just going out for a drink uh, and a friend of ours because I was still friends with him. It was August the 25th, 1985, and I was about to go to medical school. It was a hard-earned place at medical school. And he raced another car up on the downs, rolled the car, and stopped. It stopped. It was like being in a tumble dryer. It stopped just 20 feet from the cliff edge up at Beachy Head. And not many people know, but Beachy Head is the third most popular uh, suicide spot in the world after the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and a little-known forest in Japan. So there we were. I wasn't bleeding. They both were. So I picked up all their bits and uh, a passerby took us to the hospital. I was waiting for my mum to come and collect me because they'd given me the all clear. And the receptionist noticed I was lying on the floor of the waiting room. And this was because I suddenly realized I couldn't sit any longer. My back was hurting so much. They decided to check me out. And it's a good job they did. That perceptive receptionist really saved me in many ways. Because when they x-rayed me, they found I'd broken my back, not in one, but in two places. And that led me on a 25-year journey of back pain, chronic back pain, And having to embrace the idea that medicine doesn't have all the answers that we expect it to have. Amazing. Absolutely fascinating. Gosh, that's so shocking. And you could have walked out of there potentially without anyone knowing about it. So, oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. so let's go to the menopause, because I have so many clients in their 40s and 50s. Uh, Is that the age that we should start thinking about menopause? When does it usually kick in? And what are the signs? What should we be looking for? Yeah. So menopause itself in medical terms is just your last period, which we can only know about in retrospect. But perimenopause is considered to be the 10 years or so before when we start to get symptoms. It may be two years in one person. Some people sail through menopause without any symptoms at all. Um, So certainly the commonest age to go through menopause is 45 to 55. Um, And 
and it can present with many problems. But for me, it started with burnout when I was 38. So do bear in mind that if you're starting to feel that your health's going a bit awry, it may be related to hormones. And at the time I started this journey, I had never heard of adrenal fatigue, which is not a diagnosis, I hasten to add, uh, for the skeptics among you. It's not a diagnosis. It's just a description, really, that your adrenals are getting fatigued. And that contributes to burnout and chronic fatigue syndrome. And I had to take some time out. And this is really important for you and your listeners. If you're feeling that things are going awry, do listen to your body. Do take the time out that you need. I actually took a couple of months off work. And when I did go back to work as a full-time GP, I went back with the plan of going part-time as soon as possible over time, because part of the burnout was full-time general practice, two young kids, all of those things that we're juggling when we're in our 30s and 40s. And that makes things much more difficult. So in terms of the commonest symptoms, there's over 100 different symptoms of menopause. What I find and what worries me most is that women in their 40s find themselves getting anxious and depressed for no reason, tearful, lacking sex drive, and it never enters their mind that it might be menopause symptoms. And with some doctors, it doesn't enter their minds as well. And so you may find that your life's falling apart, you're overwhelmed, your relationship's falling apart, you're snapping at your loved ones. They are often the first people to be on the receiving end of this. And until you get the hot flushes, it never occurs to you that it might be menopause. But you may also, so lack of sex drive and dryness down below, painful intercourse and urinary problems, so recurrent urine infections and incontinence. These are things that we tend not to talk about And you tend not to talk about with the GP either, which is completely understandable, but they are symptoms that can be made better with the right management. And then other symptoms, the anxiety and overwhelm, irritability. So you find yourself shouting, and this is the thing, if you you may be shouting at your teenage kids, you may be shouting at your spouse, or snapping at them, or having a short fuse, or hypercritical was one of the signs for me I was overcritical of people because I was overcritical of myself and um, unless we recognize this as being a problem then our lives and our, our close relationships can so easily fall apart in addition this symptom can play havoc with your career as well because if you are in the position of a manager and you find yourself reacting like that to your employees, then you end up in employment tribunal. Or if you behave like that to your co-workers, you end up with the allegation of bullying. And so these can really play havoc with your career. And then also this overwhelm, this lack of self-esteem that goes with it, you end up not putting yourself forward for promotions. And so this will impact so your life in so many ways. I mean, it, it's fascinating, although I'm writing down here, yeah, anxiety is a symptom, uh, depression, being tearful, irritable, having a short fuse, 
overwhelm, low self-esteem. I mean, they are also classic symptoms of what happens to you when you go through a divorce. So when you're going through a divorce, how do you distinguish between, you know, what is a normal, I suppose, physiological reaction to the stress and and the disruption to your life, especially if someone's left you or there's high conflict? You know, those are going to be symptoms. I suppose that the hot flushes maybe not, um dryness and and those specific symptoms no maybe I don't know what do you think it's looking at the whole picture really Mm. and uh the other things I didn't mention that were extremely common are insomnia and of course you get insomnia when you've got extreme stress if you're having domestic violence or if someone's left you you're waking up in the night worrying um and so that insomnia may be a sign of both and Really, if you're in your 40s, taking a step back and looking at yourself and thinking, is this a reaction or is this, did this come first? And either way, you know, it may be that looking to balance your hormones may help you anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's definitely something to be aware of and then to see whether anything will help at that point. So what are the traditional ways to cope with menopause? Traditionally, so if we look at the NHS approach, that traditionally you may be offered hormone replacement therapy, HRT. Now, if you go to somebody who's not that aligned with menopause, you may find that if you're in your 40s, if you haven't started, some doctors even say if you haven't stopped your periods, then you can't have HRT, which is wrong. Um, But you may find that you come up against that. Some doctors will offer you oral HRT um, and some clients choose oral HRT because of the convenience. But the truth is, there's no reason to have oral estrogen. It's really not good for you. If you have estrogen orally, then you have to dose yourself with much larger doses than you actually need because your liver has to work really hard to detoxify that before it actually gets into the system much better and available in the NHS now is using the estrogen topically. So you can either have it as a patch or as a gel. Um, But if you haven't had a hysterectomy, you really must have some form of progestogen. So again, the traditional approach um, in terms of allopathic medicine is to use a, a an artificial progestogen. So the you can have a combined patch that's got a progestogen plus the estrogen. You can have the combined tablet that's got the progestogen plus the estrogen. Even doctors often don't know the difference between progestogen and progesterone. number of times I hear doctors referring to the progesterone pill, the progesterone-only pill, and progesterone is our natural hormone. So we actually have three estrogens and progesterone. So these are all involved in perimenopause. And in the NHS pharmaceutical approach, we tend to only use estradiol, which is one of the three estrogens, and then an artificial progestogen. So the the difference is chemically they're different. It means that the pharmaceutical industry can patent that compound um, and they can make then they can make their profits from it. But it doesn't mimic our actual progesterone fully. What the medical establishment is most anxious about is making sure you don't get endometrial hypertrophy thickening of the endometrium so if you've got a uterus and you don't counteract the estrogen then you can get endometrial cancer as a direct result of using estrogen treatment so 
in the natural medicine world, I use bioidentical hormone therapy or body identical hormone therapy. Within the NHS, you can access this, but you don't have flexibility around dosing. So in my NHS patients, if I can persuade them, I will give them estrogel or Sandrina, which are two gel forms of estradiol, or an estrogen patch, and then Eutrogestan, which is progesterone. It's a patented form of progesterone. Okay, so everything you have in general practice has to be patented. That's about it from the allopathic approach, although you can use the progesterone vaginally or or orally. So it's okay to have your progesterone orally. It's the estrogen that you shouldn't have orally. Complicated stuff, which is why I have whole courses and a regular webinar explaining these things. <laughs> ah, oh, my goodness. It sounds like you have to be a medic to kind of get through it. But I mean, I think that's why coming to somebody like you is absolutely ideal, because you can simplify it and help us understand what the best way forward is. So explain what your top tips are for managing that process the menopause okay so if you're using uh, going to a traditional doctor so if you're in the states you'll be going to a traditional allopathic obgyn uh, or a general practitioner i think i don't know if they prescribe as well i know you get nurse practitioners prescribing over there if you're in the uk if you'd be going to your gp i would go to them and say look i have read about this more natural approach to menopause and i'd like to try this okay if you've had a hysterectomy, the NHS will only offer you estrogen because the NHS approach or the allopathic approach is progesterone has no place except in preventing this endometrial hyperstimulation. With my natural head on, I know progesterone is a highly important hormone. It helps us to relax. It helps us to sleep. It's, it, it counteracts the overstimulation on the breast as well as the, the uterus of the estrogen. It helps build up bone, whereas progestogens, these artificial progesterones, don't help build up bone. They have the reverse effect. Um, it has so many positives that in my natural practice, I give progesterone even if people have had a hysterectomy. But that's frowned on. And it's complicated because of all the research that was done in 2001 onwards on HRT. The complicated factor around this is that they, those research studies weren't done on progesterone. They were done on progestogens. They were done in older women. And in older women with these artificial progestogens and the worst sort of oral estrogen, you got this increase in cardiovascular disease, breast cancer, all of these sorts of things, which are attributable to compounding because of this problem with the choice of people that they were using in the studies. So that's complicated. My natural approach, what I do is a whole body approach, a whole person approach. So I do energy healing. I use supplements. I help you to get your cells working better. I teach you how to manage your response to stress. I use natural hormone therapy and so much more. So what are the benefits of that? Then, I mean, obviously, the natural approach is something that I'm more interested in. So what are the actual benefits that you'd see over the more traditional routes that you've explained? Well, um, benefits include that I will use either questionnaires or if you can afford them, the actual proper lab testing to look at your thyroid and adrenals. So we get a good idea of what's going on with them. So we know whether we ought to be doing more to support the adrenal glands if you're going into burnout like I was. So you have a different supplement regime, a different herbal 
regime if you've got adrenal burnout as well. And thyroid, so the NHS approach to thyroid is just measuring one hormone. It's not fully looking at the way the thyroid is working. And in fact, the thyroid is more complicated than that. And uh, again, we're using dietary approaches to really help to sort the thyroid out. And you may have your, if you sort out your gut health, the adrenal health and the thyroid health, then your menopause symptoms may disappear completely. So it's, it's a whole, the sticking plaster approach is very tempting in private medicine to just do the BHRT because people feel better, but still not be healing the underlying problem and people still be living their stressful lives. So when you said if you can afford to do it, what sort of price is it to look at the hormones and actually do the lab test? Well, working with me, I only do things within packages. So uh, it depends on the individual person what package I would put together. But there's a really good hormone test called the Dutch test, which stands for dried urine for uh, comprehensive hormones. And it actually helps us to see what's happening with your metabolism. So when you metabolize your estrogens, you may be metabolizing them through the liver towards uh, a breast cancer promoting pathway or a breast cancer reducing pathway. And if you see which pathway you're going down, we can then use herbs to support that. That Dutch test costs about three or 400 pounds and it costs about 500 pounds for me to interpret it. And that's just one study. So Working privately really helped me appreciate the NHS and my GP work because I'm asking for oh, probably £6,000 worth of tests every day in general practice because we don't realise, because it's free at the point of need, we have no idea what a good deal we're getting unless you start living okay, in America. We're very lucky. Yeah, yeah, we really are. We're so yeah, privileged. So tell me a little bit more about your online courses and packages then. How does that work? And is that open to people internationally? Because obviously I have listeners around the world listening to this. If they were interested, could they do those lab tests from a different country? Yes, they can. And um, basically um, for most of the time I work as a health coach so you know I've got the knowledge of a functional medicine doctor Um, functional medicine practitioner as a term can be applied to coaches so and I'm trained as a health coach as well so for the international work and the online work I'm functioning as a health coach but with the knowledge that you know I've got that background I can't actually prescribe the hormones except for people in the um, UK Um, but the the online programs i've got a a, a really good uh, a online program coming up which i'm launching next week called 60 days to menopause relief which is uh 497 dollars and that's um an eight week course with going through all of these stages and really explaining so that you understand these complex hormone interactions enough to be able to motivate you to take the actions you need so it's also got action steps for each section okay and then i've got a year-long membership program called the hot women program which is the hormone optimization tribe so that's uh, going through in much more depth and with group coaching as well so with that i'm explaining in depth the dutch test for example or the biochemistry or the um, genetics testing and the great thing about that is that you get the benefits of uh, interpretation but within a group so you're not having one-to-one sessions with me um, but you are having 
we can look at everybody's Dutch tests in a day, for example. And that's because I've had mentors who do the same in America and I've seen the benefits of it. It's brilliant. And it's just a so much more leveraged way. So you're not having to invest the £10,000 or so to work with me for a year one-on-one. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I can say to my listeners who, who can't see you right now that you are glowing and you know, you look phenomenally healthy, full of energy. So and your skin is just amazing. So, you know, I mean, obviously you are you know a great testimonial to what you do. So, yeah, absolutely. So where can people find out more about you? OK, my website is drally.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-A-L-L-I-E.com. And um, if you go to page drally.com forward slash 60, that's the number 660 days meno, that leads to the 60 days to menopause relief course. Brilliant. Well, that is really exciting. Thank you so much, Dr. Ali. We are going to go on in part two and discuss chronic pain. So please check out that next episode with Dr. Ali for more information on how to manage chronic pain during a breakup and divorce. That's it for today's episode. Do head on over to dralli.com to find out more about the amazing programs that Dr. Ali's just discussed. And I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. 